the long-awaited return, Carp and the Sharp, three years later. I literally thought we were doing this last year. Um, I'm back with J.J. Shigawata. What's going on, Jay? Not much. Good to be back in the lab after so many years. Uh, it did feel like we did this last year, but going back and re-listening to some old episodes, I realized that it was 2020. Yeah, we would have been canceled in 22. I remember one episode we were talking about some stuff, but um, but anyways, we're back. Um, a few breaking news scenarios out there today. Your boy, you want to talk about the wrestling news? This is very sad. Yeah, we'll lead with the 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 story of uh, WWE wrestler Bray Wyatt has passed away. Rest in peace. He was. Very, very, very good character. His just overall creepiness standing there with the the lantern always scared the crap out of me. Dude, he was like a legit horror figure. I used to watch wrestling strictly because I loved the Ray Wyatt walkout. The lights go down, the freaking little LED lantern comes out. Dude was a creep, but one of the best to do it in recent memory um, I mean, I guess sticking with the sad news, Shohei Otanti today? I mean, what's happening in sports, Jay? What happened to him? Really? So Shohei, he tore his UCL. I mean, I know you know. Um, but the wild news, no, it came later. The fact that he's not going to go get a second look for surgery. So, like, obviously, in theory, this is my conspiracy He's just going to accept being a position player because, I mean, if you're going to pitch, you're going to want to look at Tommy John. So this could be Shohei dedicating himself to being a hitter. Well, he also had Tommy John already in 2017. Can you only do it once? Uh, I am not positive, but I feel like that's something you don't want twice. <laughs> thought you were an md but anyways um but yeah no i mean obviously this is going to be interesting um we'll get into the topics of the day are going to be nfl and college football preview but this is going to affect the free market agency pretty significantly i'm curious to see i mean i know shohei would have been like 50 plus a year easy um if he's only a position player i mean i'm still obviously optimistic he'll pitch again but, like, what kind of contract are you throwing at him if you're a team looking at Shohei? Um, well, definitely not nearly as much as you would have. But I'm going to throw my tinfoil cap on for a minute here. And what if he has a behind-the-scenes handshake deal with the Angels to stay in Los Angeles and they agreed to pay him a ridiculous amount of money, but they're going to say that he tore his UCL just so other teams don't try to offer him more money. I mean, I like it. I mean, you would need, like, everything on board. Trout would have to be on board, like, being there the rest of his career, which he probably will be. Um, dude, that's pretty cool. I, I like it. I mean, what if he, and we'll go even further, tinfoil cap, what if he, I mean, not that it's the Red Sox, but we're Boston guys, what if he had this agreement with another team so they can get in, they already have a price set, he knows nobody's going to match, so it just like avoids all the, the middle drama. What if he's going to the Sox or the Yanks? Just colluding. Mid-season, mid-season, breaking all the rules, just being like, hey, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say that I tore my UCL. 
<laughs> just so I don't have to throw. You already know I can throw. And not get a second opinion. And, I mean, half the liability for injuries. I can't wait to see how that shakes out. <laughs> All right, but the real reason we're here, uh, football is coming back, so we wanted to do a quick just getting ready for the season. Um, we're going to be back the scheduled program once a week. Um, we're going to try a new approach this time around. I know we were strictly sports betting last time. We want to kind of get the, the casual listeners that are sports guys on board. So, I mean, if you're not a better, we're going to kind of talk narrative. We're going to do recaps week by week. Just talk sports. Um, and then, obviously, uh, if you want to talk a little bit about our bet for the year with regards to our weekly win-loss, what are we thinking, Jay? I'm thinking we do something similar to what we did before where we each have uh, a card that we play each week. And I'm thinking a minimum of 10 plays, and you can play as much as you want and i think that we go by win percentage just because if i'm playing 30 plays a week and you're playing 10 it's going to be hard for you to you know get a plus minus as good as me you know what i'm saying like if i go 20 and 10 i'm up 10 units and then maybe what we'll do just to keep it consistent is we'll both do 10 plays a week. What do you think? Just 10? 15. Maybe 20. <laughs> Let's barter. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, we could, yeah, we'll discuss it, and then we'll, uh, in the next week, and then we'll we'll decide by week one how what we want to do. But like you said, this is just going to be our intro podcast to the 2023 season, just get back into the groove of things and looking at the season preview for the NCAA and NFL. Cool. Yeah, we'll do something, and I think we'll have a little bit of a juice here about this time because we both actually make money now. I think we were doing like 50 bucks last time. Yeah, we're rich now. Not rich, but we can afford at least a few units. Um, so I, I think we'll start with college and we'll work into NFL um, I, the, the plan here, we're going to go over the power five conferences, who we like, um, obviously a lot of really tight decisions. So we'll kind of go over who we, a few teams we like in each conference, and then we'll look at our college playoff previews and then also some futures. Um, so Jay, if you want to lead it off, do we want to start off maybe with like the pack 12 and work our way up? Sure. Uh, yeah, we could uh, start off with the Pac-12. Um, in my opinion, their Pac-12 has... I mean, we all know that it's dissipating at the end of this year. So, and there's really only four decent teams that stand a chance to even win that conference. And uh, UC, uh, USC, Oregon, Utah, and Washington, um, I think that it is going to be the year for USC uh, with Caleb Williams returning. It pains me to say that as an Oregon fan, but I just don't believe that much in Bo Nix. I've always not really cared for him, even back at Auburn. And uh, me also being an Oregon fan will never give Washington the any credit, so I don't believe in in their program, really. The one that kind of could sneak up on you is Utah because it's very, very tough to play at Utah, especially at night. So I think 
out of the Pac-12, it's going to be either USC or Utah that that runs away with that conference this year. Yep, 100% agree with that. Um, I actually, Utah was my pick. Obviously, USC was the team that everyone's looking at, so I think both were reasonable. My reason for betting on Utah for the year, um, I actually bet a lot of money against them in Penn State. Uh, Rose Bowl, I think, right? Yeah, they, they owe me quite a bit of money. So I'm just going to bet Utah all year. Um, obviously, they'll play USC at some point. Probably lose to USC. We'll see. What do you think's going to happen with the Rose Bowl? I don't know. I hope it's not a thing of the past, but it could be, right? Yeah, because it's always the winner of the Pac-12 versus the Big Ten, and all the all the Pac-12 teams are either going to the Big Ten or the Big 12. So. You would have to shift it somehow. Yeah, I think they're going to – what I would do, because the Rose Bowl is so iconic, is I would just make it a CFP game every year. Yeah, I like that. I mean, you can't get rid of the Rose Bowl. I mean, it's a top four bowl. I mean, you're, you're never going to get rid of it just because that's where UCLA plays its home games. Right. But as far as, like, right. the Rose Bowl that everyone thinks of on, you know, New Year's Day, yeah. you got to have the Rose Bowl. So I hope it sticks around, but I'm interested to see what they do with that. Yeah, I mean, I think from a marketing standpoint, they'll make it happen somehow, but to be determined. It's got to be interesting. Yeah, like you said, a lot of conferences kind of dissolving and everything shifting into – it's going to be like the power of three and a half soon. So we'll see. Um, next, I think we'll shift to – I'd go Big 12 next. We'll kind of work from an important standpoint. Um, I personally – I mean, I think the two Texas teams are my two front runners personally. Um, I think this might be the year of Tech – I've lost, and again, a lot of my opinions are based off of sports betting. I've lost way too much money off of Texas the last two seasons. Otherwise, I that would be my favorite. Um, but I think I am going to be on board with Tech this year. A lot of returning players. Um, they're a good team. See, I agree with you with the two Texas teams. Uh, or, sorry, one of the Texas teams. Um, I don't really know all that much about Texas Tech. They never really were on my radar, to be honest with you. I think that it's actually Texas's conference to lose this year um, with Quinn Ewers back, and basically all their skill position players are returning. Mm -hmm. And if Quinn didn't get hurt last year, then they may have made a push for the CFP last year. So I have high hopes for Texas because college football is good when Texas is good. And uh, you could, we got the, the high recruit Arch Manning coming in this year. Yeah. So, uh, backing up. He's actually third on the depth chart. But like I said, he's only a true freshman. But I'm sure we'll see him at some point this year. But, yeah, I think it's Texas's conference to lose. Um, they actually are probably one of my locks of the year for futures. Dude, I've lost my – I had a, a buddy that I met on Chelsea and I's honeymoon. He went to Texas, big football guy, Friday Night Lights coach. Like, he's fucking good dude. Um, so I've bet on Texas every year since Chelsea and I have been married. And if you counted all the units I've lost, him and I wouldn't be friends anymore. So, um, That's like me and the Falcons, dude. I'm addicted to the Falcons. Oh, yeah. We'll talk about that later. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm on the Tech bandwagon. I think you're right. Texas is the clear favorite here. So if you're looking for, like, a nice, like, 
reasonable value pick. Um, I think you can find Texas around like minus one fifty. I think today when I checked, it was minus one twenty, and and I think yeah, I think so. And I that is a little sneak peek into the future is the only minus odds future I've placed. This year. I like it. No, I really do. I think that's a good pick. Um, so next, let's shift to the ACC. Um, I'll let you lead here again. Um, I think this one's pretty obvious, but where are you going, Jay? I am going out of the box. <laughs> uh, I'm actually very, very high on uh, North Carolina. Yeah, um, obviously, you know it's my basketball school, right. but I mean, there's a little bit of Drake mania going on down there. Um, but obviously, you got Florida State. Florida State's probably the team to beat this year in the ACC. Um, let's not forget about Clemson, though. Um, I don't know what you're showing me. I was just showing you that Clemson is actually the favorite in oh. the conference, which is wild. I know. Yeah, yeah, like, like that's why I said. Every, let's let's not forget about Clemson because just because they haven't made the CFP the last two years and they've had to their standards down seasons, um, they still are in the top fifteen at the end of the last two seasons in their preseason, like ranked twelfth or something like that. So let's not forget about them. They are the favorite to win that conference. Uh, they are returning a bunch of guys. Um, I just will never bet on Clemson because I don't like them. And uh, I think – well, I mean, we'll discuss it later in the futures, but North Carolina could be sneaky. I mean, Mac Brown's still there. I mean, Drake May is projected to be the, the number one overall pick this year. Yep. I mean, it's him or Caleb Williams, and depending on, you know, who has a better year. I'm excited for the ACC showdown because the ACC has been boring, kind of. It's been it's been down in the past years, so it's good when North Carolina is good. Yeah, and I'll let you. Like I was gonna bring up the future, but we'll keep it for futures. Really good number if you pick UNC. Um, I I'm a clear cut FSU guy. I think they're a fringe college football playoff team. Um, I I don't think they'll sneak in. I think they'll be like like a fringe bowl game, like a six seed. Um, The problem with FSU is for the second straight year in a row, they open up against LSU. And yeah, basically whoever wins that game in my eyes is, can make the playoffs because if you lose that game, it's 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 week one, and you like you have plenty of time to recover and still make a push. But I, you can't drop another one. So if FSU drops another one in the ACC, they got to play Clemson too. So it's like if they drop that first one to LSU and then they drop one to Clemson, they're out. So yeah, no, I agree with that completely. And I I that's I put a lot of merit in either FSU potentially or LSU being like my four seed. Um, but yeah, no, I mean, I like FSU. I think they may lose to Clemson. I think, or excuse me, LSU. I think LSU is a better team in my opinion. Um, but I think they beat Clemson, uh, and that, that kind of keeps you in that middling seven, eight seed, six, seven, whatever it might be. Uh, but yeah, no, just looking at the conference, Clemson plus 145, they do have the best odds to take that conference. 
Florida State not far behind at plus 150. So, I mean, if you're looking for, like, a plus pick that I really like, that would be something I would consider as a future, which we'll talk about later. But I really like FSU preseason. I think they're projected seven. Um, plus 150 over Clemson. I think that's a, a real solid number if you're looking for one. Um, and then outside of that, I mean, Big Ten, that's going to be probably the most interesting conference in football, maybe. I mean, obviously, S- S- SEC, sorry, is going to be very interesting. But um, Ohio State and Michigan matchup, when that goes down, you're almost deciding a playoff spot in that one game. That's exactly what they're what they're doing. In my eyes, there's only two teams that can win that divi- uh, that conference division. Yeah, that conference, and it's either Ohio State or Michigan. I don't. Th- I'm Penn State could sneak in there, but I just don't have any like high expectations for Penn State. Um, but in all reality, it's it's Ohio State or Michigan's conference to win, and that game late in the season is also going to be the game that decides which big Big Ten team gets into the playoff. It's the, the last regular season game for college football. If that's not scripted or rigged, I don't know what is. I mean, I love I love when they set the schedule up like that. I like I don't like having like these big marquee games like first like uh, first week of the season like LSU FSU. Um, I, I get why they do it to get like TV ratings and, and, uh, and get people to watch, but I don't really care for it because you're still not getting the best football that these kids can play because they're still early on in the season. I like when there's high, uh, high risk, high reward situations late in the season with those, with the marquee games. So I love when they like Michigan and Ohio State will play that last game of the regular season to basically decide, like I said, who goes to the playoff. Hell yeah, it's it's a playoff game. Week twelve is a playoff game. Whoever wins, I mean, obviously is in. You're probably in as a two seed. Whoever wins that, and then you're looking at Penn State or the other guy being the four seed. I only think that they get one in this this year from the Big Ten. We'll discuss soon. <laughs> All right. And then last but not least, the SEC. You are – no, you're not going to hate me. I mean, it's pretty obvious. I mean, I do love I do love Bama, and we'll talk about Bama in a little bit. But um, I think it's very, very tough to beat the Georgia Bulldogs. I have them as my regular season number one. So many returning stars. They're well-coached. Um, they're going to basically, I mean, outside of maybe the Bama game, they're going to beat everyone by 21-plus. Dude, the SEC year after year is just murderer's row. And there's, I wouldn't be surprised if the preseason eighth seed in the SEC wins that conference. Like, it's so crazy. Um, obviously, Georgia's the heavy favorite. Like you said, they have a lot of returning players most of them on defense, so yeah. that defense is going to continue to just be trouble for offenses. But I have Georgia going to the playoff, but like I wouldn't be surprised if they don't. Just put it that way, just because of how crazy the SEC is. Like you have LSU, who's going to be really, really good this year. Yeah. 
we'll get to Alabama. I hate Alabama, but I think I have some stats later on. Uh, they got Alabama. They got Tennessee, who a lot of people think that they're going to have uh, take a step back from last year, but they don't realize that they have Joe Milton, who's filling in now that Hendon Hooker's gone. Joe Milton can throw a ball 100 yards. At 90 miles an hour, like, the dude can just whip that ball. But He was a baseball guy, too, right? Uh, I'm not sure. No, I'm not sure, but obviously people you get, you got, like you said, you got Georgia, Alabama. Um, Tennessee could sneak up there. I don't think Tennessee could win the conference. They'd have to get lucky with some other teams getting some injuries. But um, I think Alabama is actually going to win that conference this year. Um it pains me to say because I hate Alabama so much. But I just don't see Georgia's offense doing what they've been doing just because they have lost a bunch of people offensively. Um, their defense is still obviously going to be very, very good. So um, if they can get a couple turnovers and maybe a defensive touchdown every game, they can obviously continue to be the number one seed through the whole season and win the uh, national title. But we'll see. It's going to be an interesting uh, shakeout. Yeah, no, I agree with everything you said. I mean, I was on the fence. I had LSU in my playoff picture at one point. I had Georgia and Bama. I've been all over the place. Um, So without further ado, I think we should get into our playoff picks for the college football. And I'm going to lead off because I think mine's going to be a bit more controversial than yours. I do have Georgia winning out in the SEC, number one seed overall. I have Ohio State beating both Penn State. Oh, excuse me. I was sleeping. (laughs) Ohio State winning out basically in their conference. There we go. Um, I have Bama, my three seed. I have them kind of like 11 and one track sneaking in. And then my four seed is going to be Penn State. So we're going to have two Big Ten, two SEC playoff teams. My theory here is Penn State, they're going to lose to Ohio State, but in Week 10, Michigan visits Beaver Stadium. Penn State's going to beat Mish, and that's going to allow them to sneak in as the four seed. So there we go. Jay, what do you think? I like those picks. Um, I don't know. That's not that controversial um, other than the two Big Ten teams. Um, I don't think that the Big Ten can get two in, but we'll see. Um, yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I struggled when I was putting together my my playoff picture. Um, my lock to get in the playoffs, though, I think the overall number one seed will be Alabama. Um just because since they've implemented the college football structure, I mean college football playoff structure, they've only missed the playoffs twice, and they've never missed it twice in a row. And uh, they missed it the first year that they had it, and then the most recent year was, oh, no, sorry, not the first year. They missed it last year, and then they missed it three years ago in uh, 2019. The following year they won the national title. So I'm going uh, solely off trends, and Alabama, I think, is going to be my number one overall seed, and I think that they win the title this year. 
well, we'll let you get back to the rest of your picks, but just so we're there, I actually had Bama out of the third seed over Georgia. So I think we're both on the same page when it comes to Bama winning it all. You like to see that synergy. (laughs) But uh, as far as my other three picks, I mean, I think the SEC is going to get two in, and the other one is going to be Georgia. Um, There's a scenario where LSU can sneak in, but it's highly unlikely. I mean, Georgia would have to basically lose three games, and LSU would have to beat Bama pretty much. Um, My other two teams, though, I was going back and forth like all day. Um, I don't know why it took me so long to put this team in, but uh, you have Ohio State coming out of the Big Ten. I have Michigan um, solely based off of the fact that they're returning J.J. McCarthy. Uh, Ohio State has a brand-new quarterback. I don't think Ryan Day is that great of a coach, to be honest with you. Um, Well, he just – the first couple years, he just inherited players that Urban recruited. And now that he's dealing with players that he recruited – He's not doing too hot in in Ohio State's uh, eyes. But I like Michigan coming out of the Big Ten. Um, like I said, J.J. McCarthy's returning. Um, he is a top ten returning player, according to ESPN. Um, and then I think that the old college football playoff committee is going to throw the old Pac-12 a bone this year. Just the old... Bon Voyage, Pac-12, USC. USC, I think, wins the Pac-12 and uh, gets in. But if I had to substitute that pick out, it's going to be Florida State. (laughs) Florida State. As much as I don't want to say it, just because I have futures on other teams in the ACC to win the the, uh, conference. But... USC, I think, is the only one that's kind of sketchy. Other than that, I like the other three teams I have. Uh, I have a pretty heavy future on Alabama winning the national title at plus 600. Uh, I think that's as as pretty juicy as odds as you can get. But once we get to our futures, I have my mortal lock of my lifetime, I feel like. So, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Yeah, so I'll jump into my futures first. Um, I know you got a few good ones, so I'll, I'll let you cook at the end. Um, my biggest one, I mean, I think you, you kind of hit on it a little bit earlier, but Bama at plus 600, can't get enough of it. Um, Georgia's a little bit, I guess, in terms of value, not the greatest. Um, you get Georgia at plus 220. I don't love it. I would definitely grab Bama at plus 600. Or if you do want to go a different direction, Big Ten, um, you know, any other option, you can go Michigan plus 800. I think that might be the best value. Um, if you're just looking at Michigan preseason ranked number two, if you can get them at plus 800, that's that's sick. Um, as far as my other picks go for futures, um, I looked at a few of the other conferences. Um, I mentioned it before. Florida State plus 150. I think that's awesome value in the ACC. Um, so Clemson's about a 
12 to 13 preseason rank, where FSU is seven. Um, and you get Clemson at plus 145, you get FSU at 150. I know Clemson, Debo, they have the the pass, but um, I think FSU is the future if you're looking for a pick there. So that's why I did it for a future. Um, as far as the SEC goes, um, if Georgia doesn't win, I mean, I think you sprinkle on Bama plus 300. I, I know you like them for the SEC in the regular season, number one. Um, so if that's the case, Bama plus 300, Georgia's minus 115. So, I mean, if you look at that straight up, you're getting sick value to bet Bama. You can bet 20 on Bama win whatever. You can bet 20 on Georgia win nothing. So, I mean, if you just want a little fun sweat, I like that as well. And then my last future, I'm going to go with it um, just because it's a long shot. And this is, So this is my longer pick. Penn State plus 550, Big Ten champ. They just have to basically, if they beat Michigan in the game I outlined week 10, um, if they play Ohio State close and then Michigan beats Ohio State, I think they can sneak in. Just from a value shot, I'd run it. 20 to win 110 or 20 to win 340 with Ohio State. What are you going to do? But, Jay, you had a mortal lock. I want to hear it. All right, I like all those picks. Um, It kind of concerns me how – much we both are on Alabama that kind of if you're a gambler you know that that usually means impending doom Uh, (laughs) but uh yeah I have about 10 10 or 11 futures that I I really like this year um we've touched on it a bunch this podcast already but Alabama um I love them to just make the playoffs is that's my lock of the my lifetime it's plus 135 um the fact that it's plus money for alabama to make the playoffs is it's crazy so it scares me how much i like that um but yeah that's my lock of the year for my futures um i also love them to win the title at plus 600 and to win the sec at plus 300 um I have Michigan to make the playoffs also at even money and to win the title at plus 800. Um, I have Wisconsin over, I mean, Wisconsin under eight and a half wins at plus 125. Uh, UNC to win the ACC solely because with the ACC, you're going to get into the, you can get into the conference championship with two losses. And that's really all I think that UNC is going to have this year. And if as long as they can get to the the title the conference title game, you have a chance to hedge because it's at plus one thousand for UNC to win that that conference, and it's at plus twenty two hundred for them to get to the playoffs. But I don't know if I like that. But I just want them to to uh, get to the conference title game, and you're gonna see some pretty good value there at plus 1,000. Kansas State to win the Big 12 at plus 550. That's a long long shot. I get it. But the value is is pretty good there at uh, plus 550. Um, This kind of goes against my USC pick uh, to go to the playoffs. But I can't not put a future on my boys at Oregon to win the Pac-12 at plus 310. 
Um, I was shocked when I saw this next uh, over-under for wins line was Colorado at three and a half for the season wins with uh, with our boy Dion over there. So I'm taking the over on that at plus 135. Um, I just... I feel like Dion is good for at least two wins, right? Just just having Dion is two wins. I think he's good for four. That's what I'm saying. That then there it is. The four wins get you the get you the win. Um, then I got Utah over eight and a half wins at plus one thirty five, and UCLA under eight and a half wins at plus one hundred five. And that's that's all I got for season long futures. Now I didn't really see any others that really stuck out. Um, didn't see any long shots that I could see that gave me good value, but that's all I got for, for NCAA football. Yeah, no, I think that's a good icing on the cake. Um, one, I mean, if you have faith in FSU, I mean, plus 320, they make the playoffs. I mean, that would be a scenario where obviously they'd have to have a good season, but I mean, we love plus lines here, so just throwing that one in there. Uh, but, yeah, no, we're going to segue. I mean, big part of our season this year is going to be NFL. We're, we're primarily NFL guys. We love college football. Um, so we'll, we'll definitely. College is just fun. It's just fun. College, we love to watch more. NFL, we know what the fuck we're talking about. A little bit. Uh, discretion advised with that last statement. Uh, we're not gamble at your own risk and please bet responsible. We are not professionals. <laughs> but we are. But we know what we're talking about. Yeah. no, We definitely do, but you never know. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, we're going to jump in uh, next. We're going to go NFL. And, I mean, we got to get a gauge. If we're going to trust this dude throughout the year, we're going to do a straight-up gut check. All right? So what I want to ask you is we're getting ready for fantasy drafts. We want your top five fantasy wide receivers this year. Who do you got just straight off the gun? Any particular order. So go one first and then go. One to five. Justin Jefferson. Yep. Jamar Chase. Yep. Garrett Wilson. (laughs) (laughs) Gotcha. Um... A.J. Brown, Tyreek Hill. Okay. Is that five? That's five. So no Coop? Nope. Okay. Garrett Wilson, dude. Is that your guy? Offensive rookie of the year last year with fucking your boy Zach Wilson. Oh, yeah. Now he's got A-Rod. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Have you been watching Hard Knocks? No. How is it? It's, it's Hard Knocks, but... Garrett Wilson. What about uh, our boy Brown from Detroit? Amon Ra, uh, he's definitely going to have a big year, top 10, but uh, you asked for top 5, Tim. So. Okay, you win. All right, no, I like it. Uh, just wanted to get you there with a little bit of a stumper. Get, so, I mean, folks, you hear the dude's sharp. He just dropped 5 off the top. I would have had Cooper Cup at around 4, but, you know, I'm going to use Jay's preseason projections. I'm actually at 12 draft pick in a, a 12 team league so i'll probably end up with two Jalen waddle around that time yeah yeah j1 um but anyways all right so we're gonna jump into nfl 
Um, so we'll start out. We'll just run through the divisions first, see who everyone likes. Uh, we'll run AFC, NFC. Um, I think the reasonable place to start it should be one of the more interesting divisions in the league, AFC East. Um, what do you got here, Jay? The Bills. It's the Bills division still. Um, you can't trust Tua, so you therefore you can't really trust Miami. Um, I don't know what the Jets are going to do. Obviously, it's going to be an improvement. Their defense is probably top it definitely top five defenses in the league um but they have offensive line problems um obviously rogers going there is gonna be a huge help like i said um but i still think that the bills are the team to beat wouldn't be surprised you know if there was some injuries and the jets actually snuck in and, and won the division um which is crazy to crazy to say i never thought i would ever say that but, yeah, uh, I, I like the Bills in the AFC East. So, you're going to call me a homer. I like the Bills also. I think that's clear cut. I think they're a 12-5 team, 13-4 probably. And then I think the second team in that division is going to be the New England Patriots. I think you alluded to it. Miami's overrated. Tua, I don't think he's going to have a great year. And I think we're overhyping the Jets. I mean, I know you love your boy Wilson, number three receiver in the league. Mm. But outside of that, I mean, I don't like Aaron's help. Aaron, they did just sign Dalvin Cook and they got Brees Hall back. I don't care about Dalvin Cook. He, he was injury prone last year. Your boy, your boy Madison was, was playing snaps the last few years over in Minnesota. I mean, I'm just saying. I, Dalvin's fine. I mean, if Dalvin was good enough, he would be a Patriot. But we uh we picked we the Zeke. we picked the superior back in Zeke Elliott. I don't know how else to say this. I have low expectations for the Patriots. I'm more of a pessimistic guy, and so I like to. I think that we're not going to be good, just so that if we are good, I could be really excited. Um, but realistically, I don't think that we win ten games. That's fair. I got the pants at 11-6, and six, the seventh seed I think I would make us, and I got Buffalo Bills at about 12-5, I mean, I think the Bills are the clear-cut favorite in that division. That's not arguable. It's just going to be like, what does New York do? Nobody knows. And then, obviously, Miami's a dark horse. I mean, and they... Is... Passing one mic back and forth like the old days. <laughs> I mean, it is going to be a gauntlet. I mean, the team we're going to the AFC East is going to beat the crap out of each other. Um, other than the two divisions we're going to talk about later in the NFC, it's it's probably one of the toughest divisions in the NFL um, this season. Yeah. Historically, it always has been too, other than a, a handful of years. But yeah, it we're going to beat beat the crap out of each other. Um, it's going to be cool to see how it shakes out. Um, I still don't think this is this is going to be like old me talking but like i kind of want to see what the jets do i'm excited to see what they do even though i shouldn't be saying that as a patriots fan but it's just like they're still innocent to me because they haven't done anything but we'll see forgetting the rex years dude we got our hearts broken oh yeah anyways all right so we'll continue on um next this one i don't think we'll agree on and that's fine 
and a, uh, AFC North. I think everyone and their sister has the Bengals coming out of there. But I have my bull Lamar having himself a year. Baltimore Ravens, number one seed. Cincinnati, six seed, wild card. Um, I think Lamar goes off. He got paid. I think he's still a very dynamic quarterback. And it's tough to defend a dude similar to a Jalen Hurts skill set, but a little bit stronger than Jalen. Lamar, take me to the promised land. I really wish we had two mics. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I agree with you. I actually have the Ravens. Um, no, no, no. I I think that is one of the juiciest uh, futures also for uh, conference winners. Um yeah, I, I love the Ravens actually to win that division this year. Uh, the people are high on the Bengals um, because of what they did two years ago. And people are forgetting that Burrow did get hurt in training camp, so he is out the first couple weeks. Um, who knows what he's gonna what he's gonna be like when he comes back? He's obviously still gonna be good, but it's tough to win games in the NFL, and especially when you start the season off injured. Um, Therefore, I, I, I love the Ravens, and I love the Ravens this whole season. So, we'll see. Wow, we're agreeing too much, Jay. <laughs> we'll go over it again. We'll go over it in the futures. But pretty nice plus line with Baltimore, but we'll cover that in a few. Um, all right, so next uh, we'll just go north to south. Um, I'll let you lead here because I obviously led in the AFC North. What is your take, Mr. Shug? I'm jagging off this season, um, high on the Jags. Trevor Lawrence, you know, had a good sophomore season last year, and I think he's going to have even a, a better junior season. Um, they got some guys back there, but, uh, down there. They got Calvin Ridley, who, coming off a year of suspension, looks extremely fast with some of the videos I've been seeing coming out of training camp. But that division's weak. It's very weak. Um, then the next best team, I think, is the Titans, and they're they're not going to be good. Um, they might win nine games. It, like that's that's like giving them some credit. But yeah, I think there's a very clear conference uh, winner, and that's the Jags. Yeah, we're both big Jag off guys. Um, yeah, no, I like the Jags too. Um, I'm a little bit more high on Tennessee than you are. I'm curious to see. I mean, obviously, Henry's a beast. Tannehill, until he loses his job, I mean, he can huck a little bit. I mean, we've seen it in the past. And now you got your boy coming in. Um, I think Tennessee, they'll win 10 games. They'll, they'll be outside of the play. I mean, they just signed D-Hop. Oh, that's right. Yeah, I mean, they, that was saying that that was like, Obviously, I'll be carrying. I mean, not that Tannehill's a weapon, but having D Hop along with Henry. I mean, I you have when it comes to skill positions, you have two of the best in the league. Everything I just just said is going to go against one of my futures. So, all right, well, we'll get there. Uh, But no, I agree. I mean, I think. I mean, if you look at the progression, Lawrence reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning, and. I mean, his progression, dude went from literally shoddy rookie year like Peyton did, really good second year, then I think Peyton was MVP his third year. 
So, I mean, if, if that trend continues, I mean, Trev, he's going to go off this year. He's got weapons. I think it's pretty obvious that the Jags um, are the clear favorite there. And, and, I mean, if you look at the line, the Jaguars, I mean, you're minus 155. Tennessee's plus 350. So, I mean, if you're looking at just numbers alone, I think it's pretty obvious who the favorite is there. Um, but next, in the last AFC division, I'll start here. AFC West, gun to the head is the Chiefs, obviously. But I wouldn't be shocked if the L.A. Chargers made a run in this division. Justin Herbert, I mean, obviously Mahomes, clear-cut best guy in the league. It's not like Herbert's miles behind. He's a pro bowler, an all-star, whatever you want to call it for NFL. I mean, if you look at the skill guys, again, I'm all about the skill guys. If you look at the Chargers skill positions up against the Chiefs outside of Kelsey, you would go Chargers for running back, receiver, and then obviously tight end you go, Kansas City. So anyways, long story short, I got Kansas City at 13-4. and four. I could see the Chargers being a 12-5 and five team right around the first wild card. But if the Chargers do beat the Chiefs, they could flip that. Yep, it's the Chiefs' division to lose. Uh, I'm going to ride with the Chiefs until they get dethroned at some point. Um, Patrick Mahomes, best quarterback in the league. Um, But like you said, the Chargers are sneaky. I do like Justin Herbert. He's my guy from Oregon. Already the best quarterback, best NFL quarterback to come from Oregon. Um, like you said, they they could sneak up uh, if Kansas City battles the injury bug and Chargers stay relatively healthy. Um, they got Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, who are two very, very, very good wide receivers and two big red zone threats. And Austin Eckler is a top five back. Um, their defensive line, Bosa, very good. Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if the Chargers snuck in there. And made a deep playoff run, but they still have some growing pains to go through. Uh, it's only Justin Herbert's third year in the league, also, so we'll see. It's going to be interesting. Yeah, no, I agree. Um, we'll see. Yeah, that's the one division that I could see a major upset, and I'd be happy with it. I mean, I'm a Brady guy, obviously, so I don't want Mahomes to succeed, but he's a good dude. So you didn't take the Broncos. I did not take the Broncos, no. Um, Up next, we'll go NFC. We'll start potentially least controversial, but at the same time, it's going to be our most controversial division. I'm going to let you start because I have a completely different opinion than you do. With what division? NFC West. All right, the NFC West. NFC West. I'm going with the... 49ers. No shit. Yeah, I mean that's clear. I mean the next best team is the is the Seahawks probably, and I just don't believe. I mean Geno Smith caught lightning in a bottle last year, and I don't think he can repeat that. He did kind of just get a little bit of a contract with them. Um, the Rams could have a bounce back year, but I doubt it. I mean they're predicted to be one of the worst teams in the league, I think. Um, but they do still have Stafford who can play very well at a high level. Cooper Cup, like you mentioned earlier, they just don't have really any other weapons besides 
offensively besides him. Their running backs are not good. Uh, their wide receivers don't produce. But, yeah, I think that uh, San Francisco wins that division, barring, you know, catastrophic injury. So I got a major upset here in the NFC West. Uh, we'll go over my future here in a minute because I think it's a crazy value. Not crazy value, but a crazy bet for good value. Um, I think the L.A. Rams, uh, Jay. I thought you were going to go with the Cardinals. You scared me. No, I'm not that crazy. Um, I don't know if you've seen the latest trade rumors, but JT, Jonathan Taylor, is potentially going to be a Ram. Mix him with Cam Akers, and then you got Matt Stafford along with our boy Cooper Cup. I mean, you have a pretty good offensive team. I mean, their defense, obviously, middle of the road. If they, I mean, if they play up to their 20, what was it, 2021? 2022, what year did they win? 21. 21. I mean, they still got guys. All right. Well, if Jonathan Taylor goes to the Rams, I hate to break the news to you, Timothy, but have you been seeing the controversies with running backs and how they're not getting paid because the position's dying? So if the Rams are predicted to be one of the worst teams in the league this year, I think their over-under is set at six and a half wins. Then I don't think the position that most people consider dying is going to help them out too much to the point to to winning a conference. Division, bud. But anyways. Sorry, division. <laughs> no, I agree. I mean, this is my long shot. I mean, that was what? This is my one pick I knew you would nitpick. Um, if they do win, we'll clip this, and I'm going to look like a genius. <laughs> you know, you look like a genius. Jonathan Taylor comes over. Uh, Cam Akers has a breakout year. Yeah, Stafford's the MVP. Down. Cooper Cup is like all pro wide receiver. Uh, but anyways, so yeah, I mean, I like if you want to safe bet San Fran, they're the the minus line in that division. But long shot plus one thousand. We'll talk about it later. Uh, you can get the Rams and have a sweat. Um, the NFC North, I like the Detroit football lions. Again, my NFC is a little bit teams. I like heavy, um, but they let it fly. They have good running back core. And we already talked about our boy, Aaron Brown. I also like the Lions. Um, it's like I said, or like we've discussed, it's scary how how we're on the same page going into the season on a lot of teams. Um, they are the favorite going into the season, which is wild to say. Yeah, wild to say over the Vikings. Um, but another sneaky team to be weary of in that division is the uh, Chicago Bears. Um, they got some weapons now. Uh, Justin Fields was looking pretty good last year, um, and they signed a top 15 wide receiver in um, Moore. DJ. DJ Moore. Yeah, thank you. forgot his first name. First first two initials. His first two initials. Yeah, but uh, adding DJ Moore is a big help to the offense um, because really Justin Fields didn't have anybody to throw to last year. Um, they still got David Montgomery, who's a very, very decent running back. Um, it's all going to come 
down to like what their defense can do because I think they're going to put up points. I think they're going to they're probably going to average, you know, 20 23 24 points a game. So if their defense can, you know, get some stops, I think that they can sneakily win that division as well. Dude, it's a wild division. Plus 400 of their Bears, so they have the worst chance of winning it. Uh, that's the closest division in the league. So I mean, I mean, even the Packers, Jordan Love, like, we'll see what happens with them. Plus four hundred as well. Vikings plus two seventy five. Detroit minus, or excuse me, plus one forty. That is by far the closest division in the league. So I mean, you can go any way. I like Chicago too. They're sneaky as hell. Um. So next, I'll obviously where you I picked there last. Um, I'll let you lead on the NFC East just because I'm very curious. Go Birds, the Eagles. Um, I still I will never ever believe in Dak Prescott. Um, the Cowboys, their Cowboys' best player is a their running back, and like. I briefly mentioned earlier that is a dying position, according to a lot of people in the league. Um, Dak just has not proven it. He's the only thing he's proven time and time and again is that he just can't do it. <laughs> and Jalen Hurts is has proven it. He got to the Super Bowl last year. He's taken full responsibility of the loss last year in the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, I think it's the Eagles' division to lose. The Giants are sneaky, but I don't have any hopes really for them. The the only one that they that could out thrown the Eagles is probably the Cowboys, but I just I don't see a situation where that happens. There we go. We finally disagreed. I hate Jalen Hurts. I think he's great. Uh, I think Dak goes off this year. CD Lamb has a breakout year. What a third year. Um, and I, I think you're right. Tony Pollard, he's going to get the rock a ton. Now that Zeke's in New England, I think he goes off, has like a, I mean, probably all around 1,200 yards, he's, 10 touchdown season. He's going to be, he's going to put up fantasy-wise, he's going to be what Zeke was in like 2017, 2016. Yeah. No, I think he goes off. Um, yeah, it's all going to come down to if Zach can stop, Zach, Dak can stop being a choker. If he plays to his potential, I mean, this dude's got the skill sets. He's just a choker. If he plays up to his potential, Dallas will be a 12-5 and team, and the NFC East sucks, so you can easily win that division. Um, so, yeah, no, that's where I'm going for my pick. I'm glad that you led with that so people don't think we're just picking the same teams for every division. And then the last, I mean, I think the NFC South's the funnest division out there. I really do. I have an odd feeling I know where you're going, but um, I don't know. I mean, maybe we'll be the same pick, but I love the Falcons. I think you're, we're going to let Ritter cook. I mean, you saw if you watched the quarterback, Marcus Mariota had a chance of winning that division with Tom Brady still around last year until he got hurt. Um, Dez, I mean, I think he, he finished his season okay. I think he's, he's a first-round pick. I think he'll be good. I mean, the Falcons, they're a pretty well-structured team. The thing with the Saints, I love the Saints, don't get me wrong. I don't think they'll give up more than 13.5 points a game, but I don't think they'll score 14 enough times to win in that division. 
I said it earlier, and I'll say it again. I'm addicted to the Falcons. Um, yeah, we agree again. Um, yeah, I just like the Falcons a lot in this division. Uh, I don't have any hopes for the Saints. I don't think if Derek Carr could win in Oakland, he's definitely not going to win in New Orleans. Um, the Bucks, they're a dumpster fire right now. They don't. Baker Mayfield is named the starter, but let's be real, they don't know who who's going to be the starter. Uh, um, yeah, it's going to be Trask at some point. Uh, but, and then I don't even know who the fourth team is in that division. What is it? Carolina. Carolina, yeah. But they got 5'3", Bryce Young out there running around. Uh, little hamster. Yeah, they they got no hope. He's a bust. I'm calling it now. Um, other than that, yeah, uh, I like the Falcons. Arthur Smith. He's gonna have the have the boys playing hard. They got, excuse me. They got uh Desmond Redder running around out there. Tim alluded to it a little bit. He was playing good towards the end of the year. Mariota did have them, you know, potentially going to the playoffs until he got hurt. And uh, you're forgetting one important player that they picked up in the off season to back up Desmond Ritter. I'm blanking on his name, but I know that they picked him up. He was on the uh, Taylor Haneke. Oh, geez. yeah. I so just in case, just in case that Ritter gets hurt, they got Haneke back there to be able to sling it. So yeah, I think that uh, the Falcons, and I believe that the Falcons are not the favorite to win that division. I think the Saints are. Yeah, the thing with Heineke and Ritter, I think you can do some weird wildcat surf stuff too. You can get a little funky because um, Ritter can move. Um, but yeah, no, if you're looking at yeah, plus one twenty is the Saints, and then plus two fifteen for the Falcons. So, I mean, that's good value. That'll be. I mean, if we're talking futures, that'll be in my futures. I think plus two fifteen with the Falcons, they're my clear favorite. Like we were saying. Um, but yeah, we'll segue from there. Um, just looking at, obviously we got our playoff team set. Jay's going to hate this. This is ridiculous. But, um, my Super Bowl, I have Bills over Cowboys. I don't necessarily hate the Bills pick. I do absolutely hate the Cowboys pick. That's just, I should, that's, I should just leave now. That's gross, Tim. Uh, no, I don't hate the Bills pick, uh, but I was going to pick the Bills this year, but I'm on the bandwagon of they've been hyped up now for the last three, four years, and they haven't gotten there, so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to jump off that, that hype. I'm, gonna, uh, I'm actually going to go for my Super Bowl prediction. You might actually hate this. Is I'm going all birds. No. Eagles, Ravens. With Eagles winning the Super Bowl this year. Getting revenge for the turf monster last year. Um, I think that uh, the Eagles have the easiest path to make the playoffs. And what we talked about the Ravens a little bit earlier. Um, I think Lamar Jackson's going to cook this year. They have a good running back. Uh, running, Yeah, they have a good running game. Their defense is always always good you don't really get a question Baltimore's defense um 
yeah, I like an all bird Super Bowl. That color matchup is going to be cool. Um, other, other than that, uh, we can get a little bit into our futures if you want. Um, I guess I'll start off with my futures. I have quite a bit for the NFL. I'm going to start off with uh, the Ravens. Ravens to win the division at plus 235. Um, also, Ravens over 10.5 wins at even money. Um, this one is just pure value, and it's Bears to win the division at plus 400. I don't hate it. Um, also, Bears over 8.5 wins at plus 140. I also have the Lions to win that division, too. Just I'm handicapping myself there a little bit for that division. Lions to win that division at one plus 140. Um, I chose the Falcons to win that division at plus 215. And this one's going to contradict everything I said earlier about the Titans. But I have the Titans to win the division <laughs> at plus 350. I don't know. I, I'm gonna, I have a feeling that I'm going to contradict myself quite a bit through this season. Um, after that, I have the Bills over 11.5 wins at plus 140. Browns under 8.5 wins at plus 125. Cowboys over 10.5 wins. At plus 115. Dolphins over 9.5 wins at plus 100. Patriots over 7.5 wins at plus 120. Commanders over 6.5 wins at plus 100 or even money. Then I have Jalen Hurts to win MVP at plus uh, plus 1100. Eagles to win Super Bowl at plus 650. And Lamar Jackson to win Comeback Player of the Year at plus 2500. Love him. I love a lot of that. Um, so, yeah, no, I definitely, as far as futures go, I, I agree with the Titans. I mean, I think the division, I do love the Jags, but I think the value you get with the Titans is worth the bet. Yeah. It's not a, like, I don't I think that's what made me pick them. I don't think the Titans is the bet. I think the value is the bet. So I, I definitely agree with that. Um, a few interesting ones. I I definitely agree. I I don't know if you mentioned the Falcons eight and a half wins. I think that in that division, it's just that's a lock. Ravens ten and a half. I mean, that was another one that I absolutely loved. Um, a few that I'm gonna sprinkle on. So I mean, I, obviously, I I know I'd mentioned that I love the the Bills to win the Super Bowl plus nine hundred. I think is a really good number. I mean, if you can get that, like, in the playoffs, that's sick. So bet it before the season, and you're going to get value. I mean, even if, like, even if they're the one or two seed in the AFC, come playoff time, that's a plus 500 number. So, like, grab it now. At least you have a sweat. Dude, did I ever tell you the story? Did I ever tell you the story about one of my best value plays I ever did? Nope. Remember when it was the last Super Bowl that the Patriots won? Um, remember when we were in Miami and we lost because, uh, we threw Gronk in there as safety and they threw that Hail Mary and they beat us. Well, the Patriots odds to win the Super Bowl went from like plus 350 to plus 900. And I bet that immediately after when that line came out Mm -hmm. and then they went to the Super Bowl and then I, uh, I ended up hedging. Just because to take basically, I think it was like f- like four. F- yeah, I was gonna get four fifty either way when I hedged. So hindsight, I probably shouldn't have hedged because we won. But it's 
plus 900 after that was amazing. Dude, I did the same shit. I bet 100 on the Patriots plus 900. So this is the biggest win I've ever had in my betting career was on that Super Bowl. So I bet 100 on the Patriots plus 900 and won 1,000. Did not hedge. I went exacta. Patriots over the Rams in the conference round. It was plus, I think it was more than plus 900. I think it was like plus 950. I bet another 100. Won 1,070 or whatever it was. And then I went berserk. I was making a board. I was trying to do content. I bet $50 on Jules to be the MVP at plus 2,500. Dude went off. I think whatever that made me, 50 times 2,500. I made like $3,700 on that Super Bowl, which was sick. Like the funnest Super Bowl. And it was my team won. Jules was the MVP. I was kind of over Tom Brady at that point because he was on his way out. And uh, it all worked out. So anyways, yeah. So no, I definitely, I agree. That was a big Super Bowl for me. Um, the other sprinkle I was going to mention, if you want to get wild, this is my pick. I mean, if you bet 10 bucks, you can win 700 So it's kind of a fun, fun sweat. If the Bills beat the Cowboys exacta, that's my Super Bowl pick, plus 7000 You win $710 on a $10 bet. I mean, just fun one to throw out there. I mean, pick your own. Whoever you like in the Super Bowl, do the exacta picks. You'll get crazy odds. Um, so that's a fun way to bet just looking at futures. The only other pick I will mention, uh, Baltimore, I think you mentioned this, plus 235 in that division. I love the value. I'm going to bet probably two and a half units there. Made close to 100 bucks. Um, but yeah, no, I think there's a lot of value out there if you're looking out. the. I know you say it's not wide open, but I think the NFL is wide open this year. So... Pick some dogs, sweat a lot, have a good season. Good luck. Good luck to all the listeners out there, whether you tail us, whether you fade us. Just remember to bet responsibly. And most of all, have fun. Have fun. It's not all about winning. Just have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and we'll do our competition. We'll figure it out. We'll do something fun just just to give you something to listen to week by week. It's going to be more just this season, just breakdowns, talking about the weeks before. We're just going to basically have a, a sports radio show with sports betting. Um, just so, I mean, we'll make it entertaining. We're going to get an Instagram going, so we'll have some clips on there. So if you prefer the short form stuff, we'll take care of that. Uh, but just keep an eye out for Carp and the Sharp. We're going to have ourselves a season. Yeah, we, we, we kind of want this thing to kind of take off a little bit. So we're going to take this a little bit more serious. Um, if anybody knows how to get two mics going at once, please, you know, on Audacity, Odyssey or whatever. I don't even know whatever program this is. But if anyone has any experience in podcasting with like two mics, please, please reach out. And uh, as far as the show goes, like, like Tim said, it's going to be more of like sports Sports radio show, we're, we're going to probably highlight, you know, four or five marquee games for NFL and college each week and then go through our cards and then uh, start the show by doing the week in review. But, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun season. Looking forward to how it shakes out. Hopefully we can grow our uh, listeners. And 
if you know anyone that might be interested in, you know, some of this content, please refer them to this podcast. Yeah. And as we grow, we'll we'll grab some big guests. We will have some people come on eventually. That's a promise. We'll have a presenting sponsor by week one of the NFL season. That's another promise just to kind of get this thing going, show we're serious. And last but not least, I mean, this podcast was a little bit iffy because we started off with a bobcat in my yard. So we're a little bit uncomfortable recording in the garage. But That and we we literally didn't decide that we were going to do this until like three days ago. Yeah, we literally decided at 3 a.m. this morning. (laughs) (laughs) All right, but anyways, guys, we appreciate you. We're going to have this thing kind of buckled down here by next week, and we'll have some real picks, and we'll run this thing. Have a great and safe rest of your evening. Good night. <laughs> and enjoy yourselves. If you if or good morning, whenever yeah. you're listening to this. Buenos, you know Buenos tardes. Eat a healthy breakfast or lunch or dinner or whatever you're eating currently. Whatever day. Alright, guys, bye. <laughs>